of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Busy month of April for Lincoln Fire and Rescue. We'll look back with Nancy Christ, Captain Nancy Christ, PIO for Lincoln Fire and Rescue. Hello there, Nancy. Good morning. I, I knew because I'm part of the, the daily minutiae of news gathering that April was a busy month for fires. But until I went back for this conversation to really check, didn't realize there were four fires in a five day period. And actually, we could even go back to earlier in the month of April, which let's do that on the 11th in the 200 block of South 26th Street, a child playing with a lighter caused five hundred dollars damage. But that certainly could have been much worse. Well, that's that's just it. You know, we we just continue to advocate for that fire safety message and, you know, teaching our kiddos um, about fire safety. We're excited at Lincoln Fire and Rescue to be able to get back out to the schools and to those um, youth groups. Um, now that um, COVID has begun to to uh, settle down here in Lincoln, so we're hoping to get out to those those areas and and really really hit hard that that fire safety message. Nancy, you bring up a good point. It's been over a year ago. We were looking back at the impact of COVID and the pandemic, and you brought that up. The fact that education is so critical. It's a component of LFR, and you weren't able to do that. It is. It, I mean, it is one of the key components for Lincoln Fire and Rescue. And, and truly, our crews, our folks enjoy going out into the public. They enjoy getting into those schools and into those community centers and uh, daycare centers, all of those uh, places where we really try to hit that fire safety message. Kids love firefighters. They just do. They just light up when you when you roll in. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. All right. Back to where we started here. Uh, Four fires in five days. We mentioned the one on the 11th. We have a string of them on April 25th. And we'll we'll talk about these individually on the 25th, 18th and Spring Meadow Drive. Embers from a fire pit. This was a this was a two alarm blaze and it was a total loss. So let's let's land on fire pits for just a bit and the safety and the precautions for them. Yeah, so the city ordinance recommends or, or states that if you have a stationary fire pit or a built-in fire pit, that fire pit must be at least 25 feet from any structure. Um, and that includes detached garages and fencing. You know, people don't think of those as structures, but it includes those pieces. Um, a portable pit uh, can be 20 feet from any structure. That's one that you know you would buy and, and move about um, somewhere in your on your property. Those must be at least 20 feet from any structure. Um, you can only burn sawn wood in a fire pit. In other words, uh, you can't put leaves or um, branches, those kinds of things. As you clean up in the spring, you know you're, you're tempted to, to burn those things. You can't put those items in there. And, 
And a lot of the reasoning behind that is that it creates those embers that come off of the fire pits because there's moisture in, in leaves and in those branches. And then it causes um, noxious smoke that for some people is intolerable. So um, that's the reasoning behind that. Um, they must be constantly attended. So once you start a fire pit, um, you know, it's the, the recommendation that you, you stay with it. Um, you have to have a water source next to that fire pit. So, you know, pull a hose um, out there. You know, you certainly don't have to have it running, but, but have it next to that fire pit in the event that, that it gets out of control. Um, and then uh, what we go on a lot is the, the, the noxious smoke that I referred to. Um, you know, when, when we have neighbors complain about noxious smoke, we're gonna come out and ultimately, if it's bothering people around you, then you're gonna be asked to, to put it out. So those are kind of the guidelines around fire pits. And of course, we recommend that you have a grate over those, um, those fire pits as well, just to reduce those flying embers. Newbies to fire pits might be thinking when they hear us talk about don't put the sticks and other things. But that's what creates the smoke. It, the, 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 the sawn wood, the dried wood, is dry enough to where it, it burns and creates heat. And that's, what you, that's all you want. Yep, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So that uh, was a, a, a total loss fire, a two-alarmer back on the 25th. Then on the 28th, Sugarberry Court, the location for a $300,000 fire. And this one could have been catastrophic because it involved fuel tanks. It was a couple of gasoline tanks that were being stored um, in the garage. And it was a little cool that morning and um, the resident uh, turned on a space heater. And you know, you just, you just don't think about the fuels that emit from those fuel tanks. Um, so, you know, again, you know, store those fuel tanks away from any type of heat source and just be conscientious of, of, of that situation. That was April 28th, and the next day, across from the Highway Diner at Highway 2 north of there, a uh, $300,000 fire caused by a cigarette. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, such an, an, an unfortunate scenario. Um, that, that was a, a, a big fire. Um, and uh, luckily, they, the, the garage was actually a, an added-on structure. Um, so it didn't get into the home as much as it could have. Now it did. It did reach into the, the home. The door was left open between the, the garage and the, the structure, which, which is another reminder, you know, and especially if you, if you have a fire start in your home, be sure that you close the doors behind you as you, as you exit. That just keeps that fire in check. Um, but that, yeah, that, uh, you know, that's, that smoking, uh, I mean, you know, have a receptacle, have a place where you properly dispose of those smoking materials because one little ember um, can, you know, an ash, you know, falls off of a cigarette and, you know, goes down into a, a piece of furniture or, and, and it just begins to smolder. And then literally it's just a, a slow burn and then enough oxygen and enough fuel um, mixes with that that fire ember and that smoldering and um, there you have it truly i'm surprised there weren't more fires in the pandemic year 
to be really honest with you, Nancy, in 2020, people were home. People didn't go anywhere. If they were smokers, they smoked on their own property and there would be a lot more opportunity for a fire, yeah. but it didn't happen. So thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. I, you know, and you're exactly right, Dale. And that brings up another, another good point. You know, you think about balconies, for instance, um, at uh, apartment buildings, um, you know, you can't have grills on those balconies. And I, I think that people, you know, just kind of forget that or um, don't realize the danger of having a grill. Um, and again, having a proper disposal um, uh, unit for their cigarette smoking um, if they do smoke out on the balcony. Been to a couple of hibachi fires on a second and third floor of an, even on the main floor of an apartment building a uh, little tiny hibachi, what harm could it do? It can do a lot of harm if the charcoal or whatever you have in there gets out of control on a deck on the second or third floor. So, yeah, a good reminder. Yeah. Uh, then the following day from the fire on uh, Highway 2 near North 20th on April 30th, a big fire started in the kitchen, electrical fire, South 98th and Pine Lake Road. So, you know, the reminders there are, you know, as we go through, you know, I like to call it like a, a fire safety spring cleaning. You know, as you go through you know, like lists of things to think about in the spring, we always talk about stay, changing those batteries and the smoke detectors and your CO detectors. That's an important piece. But then when we think about kitchen fires, you know, um, never leave oven mitts or towels or paper towels or anything on your stove top. You know, we've, we've had fires whereby, you know, you don't think about it. pizza boxes. You know, that's where you put your pizza when, when your pizza gets delivered on, on the stove top. But, um, you know, then somebody walks by and just knocks that, that um, switch on the, the burners and you have a fire. Um, so, you know, cleaning up uh, grease or oils um, after they've cooled. Um, when you when you're done cooking on a stovetop, um, things like that are things that we think about um, in the kitchen. And then of course, um, lit candles. You know, I know people love to, to smell those lit candles, but um, you know, they they make beautiful, flameless candles now. Um, and then of course, the the plug-in type scents, uh, scentsies, or um, any other kind of of, of a, a wax burning type. Um, candle that, that mm. is able to, to, to give you that, that smell, that scent that you want, but without that lit open fire. And in this category of fire pits and candles and the like, uh, grilling, people are getting outside and grilling. Don't leave your grill unattended for any period of time and be very careful. Pull it away from the house. Oven mitt, that's a good one. Umbrellas from your tables on your and cushions and they, yeah, just, just a lot of things out there that can burn. Yeah, yeah. So you know when you use your grill, be sure that you're that you're cleaning the greases and and whatnot um, off of the the grates. But then you also have to think about what is dripping underneath. You know, people mm. kind of forget about what drips through those grates and sits kind of underneath. So be conscientious about that and maybe, you know, use foil to cover those those uh, plates so that you can, you know, easily change those out and get those greases and oils um, cleaned up. Finally, in the time we have left, talk about the importance of an escape plan. So, you know, in every business, in every um, 
you know, corporation or company or anywhere that you work, you have an escape plan. They're usually posted right, right next to the emergency exit. Um, there's no difference in that for um, your home. Uh, you know, be sure that you have two ways out of your home. You need to talk about two ways out of every room in your home. You know, that can create some some um, roadblocks if you have, you know, obviously have bedrooms on the second story of your, of your home. So, you know, we recommend that people sleep with their doors closed. Um, and I know that, that people don't always like that, but um, that's going to keep a fire at bay in the event that it happens or starts out in the hallway. You keep that bedroom door closed and those, those doors are fire rated and they're going to keep you protected for a while. We will find you. Um, that's what we do. That's part of our job is to come and, and get you safely out of those rooms. So be thinking about, you know, um, those, those, those exit plans and then practice them. Not only write them down and think about them, but literally have a little fire drill and do one as a surprise drill in your home so that you can watch how your kids respond to the event of a fire. And meet at a common spot, predetermined yeah. before the disaster. Have a common place, um, you know, and, and we usually recommend that it be, you know, off of your property, like in the neighbor's yard or the big tree across the street or someplace away from the home. Now, when we arrive, that we're going to be watching for you. We want a point guard. We want somebody that, that, that comes to us and tells us about, you know, where they think the fire is or, um, you know, that all the family members are out of the home, that there might be pets that could be trapped somewhere in the home. And again, never go back after pets. Pets usually find their way out. I mean, um, you know, nine times out of 10, they're going, they, they're not going to stay in a, in a noxious environment. Um, but, um, you know, we're still going to do a, a, a complete search. That's part of, of what we do. That's part of, part of, of our strategies and tactics is that if we come to a house fire, we meet you at the curb, you say everybody's out of the house, it is still procedural for us to go in and search every room. That's just part of what we do. So we're going to, to come across those animals in the event that, that they're still in there. So never go back into those animals. Check out the LFR website. The place to go is lincoln.ne.gov. Nancy, thank you very much. All good stuff. Be safe. You too. Thank you, Dale. Nancy Christ joining me from Lincoln Fire and Rescue on Lincoln Live.